Welcome to another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast, critically acclaimed Goshen News Sports Podcast, and critically acclaimed, I mean, my mom enjoys this podcast, um, so Austin Huff here, sports editor, Goshen News, Evan Lee Pack, does your mom enjoy the sports podcast? Honestly, I don't even think my parents listen to it, isn't that bad? That's disrespectful. They've More listened than... to a few of them, but not everyone. That's they, disrespectful. They, they... <laughs> Does two your parents listen to everyone? I don't know if they do or not. <laughs> I just made that up. They, I mean, probably, they probably don't even read every story I write, honestly. Yeah, my folks probably don't either. I'm just, I don't know how much my parents care about Bethany Christian softball, you know, but they care about me caring about Bethany Christian softball. Exactly. So. Why would my parents care about anything going on up here? You know, it's, <laughs> so, it's well, they should care the about you. That I'm writing. It's exactly. This has uh, been the Goshen News Parent Podcast. We uh, talked about our feelings on the Parent Podcast here now, so. Yeah. Anyway, quick shout out, Evan. Quick, quick shout out, Evan. Uh, happy belated birthday. Celebrated the 26th year around the sun. Uh, or you're starting your 26th year around the sun. Yeah, 25 years around the sun. You spent yeah. 25 full years around the sun. And uh, you're 26 now, bud. Congratulations. Welcome to adulthood. Yeah, it's the worst, probably the worst birthday I've had so far. I'm just wow, kidding. you spent three hours with me and went to Common Spirits with, come on, well, you At this me? point, birthdays aren't fun anymore, but yeah. I did have a good birthday yesterday. I would say that, I would say that for sure. So, mm-hmm. And you were you're part of it, so I think, thank you for that, appreciate yeah. it. I, I like to think I was the best part. Um, I was trying to give a toast. And people kept on cutting me off. I don't know, off. man. I think the mojito might have been the best part. Which was, I bought that for you, so you're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... But yeah, Common Spirits here in downtown Goshen. Yeah. Quick plug. Yeah, Common Spirits. Great cool. place. Yeah, man. Enjoyed it. Super chill. Just opened up on Mondays for the first time in a year. So, it's very exciting. Anyway, we've got a lot. So, uh, support small businesses. <laughs> Get on especially, over. Especially uh, the uh, hospitality industry in these trying times. So, um, right. Hospitality industry. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Thank you, Sheila, for confirming my thought. Uh, anyway, we should probably talk about sports. We've gotten a couple minutes in and haven't talked about sports yet. Um, well, it's going to be shorter anyway because last week, you know, we had spring break, no high school sports going on, so we got to fill fill the void a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, we've had a couple athletic directors announce their retirements this week uh, in this past week and upcoming week too. Uh, let's start with Darlene Matthew over at Westview. Um, some would say a pioneer of sorts. She has been the athletic director in some capacity at the school since 1980, uh, became the full-time AD 1989. Uh, you don't see many uh, female athletic directors uh, in general in the state. Uh, so it's, you know, she's kind of, like I said, a pioneer in that regard. And, I mean, a staple of Westview Athletics for 46 years total since she's been at the school. Um, she will be retiring this year. She said she was planning on retiring last year, but uh, the pandemic obviously happened in March and she didn't want to leave and have someone new coming into all of that, you know, chaos of scheduling and making sure everyone's safe and things like that. She said she didn't want to be mean like that. So I, I thought guess that was. That, uh kind of shows the type of person she is to do that because mm-hmm. a lot of people would be like deuces <laughs> someone else can deal with all this COVID stuff but she decided to stick it out yeah so that's great so she is uh officially retiring 
you look at the list of accomplishments that Westview has achieved during her tenure. Um, it's a mile long, you know, 95 total sectionals, 19 regionals, seven semi-states, uh, and the two basketball state championships in 20, or 1999 and 2000 in the Class 2A level. Um, 13 individual state champions, including Skylar Carpenter, winning eight total individual state titles in track. Uh, that's incredible. Probably one of the best athletes from our area, period. And she was actually in our greatest of all time sports bracket that we did last year. We did the 64 greatest athletes from our area's history. Uh, she was part of that uh, bracket. So, What's more impressive about all of those impressive numbers is just the fact that it's not pinpointed to like one or two sports. It's not just like these one or two sports really took off and have been the most successful programs at that school. I mean, you go down the line from baseball to volleyball, every single sport has had some kind of success in some capacity while she's been there. So that's, that's, that's what stood out to me looking, doing research for this, that she's, she's built the entire athletic program Mm -hmm. from top to bottom. Every sport Mm -hmm. has, has seen success. So that's, that's amazing. Right, and obviously, too, uh, kind of adding up, building off that, girls sports specifically, you know, when she was in high school, she graduated from Syracuse High School in 1968, and Title IX didn't exist, you know, at that point. So uh, girls sports really weren't anything uh, in America, let alone Indiana. And so Title IX came along in 1972, and she got to Westview at 75. So she's kind of built like the entire girls sports programs at Westview. Like she, you know, oversaw pretty much basketball getting off the ground floor and volleyball. And, uh, you know, eventually girls soccer came into play, girls cross country, uh, girls track, things like that. So, you know, she kind of has seen girls sports evolve. Like she's been at the forefront of it her entire time there, you know. So that's kind of a nice little like, caveat or not, not caveat but a nice interesting kind of like note factoid about that as well so yeah when you uh when you went to talk to her I'm just curious um what type of vibe did she have I mean you do something for nearly half a century and yeah. now you're not going to be doing it the emotions of that must be pretty wild did she yeah. talk about that at all uh, a little bit I mean Darlene is very reserved uh she doesn't really you know boast about herself a ton uh, you know, she's very quiet. She, she goes up, she does her job, you know, and she goes, you know, so she's, she's not overly outgoing and at least towards me, I've noticed at least in the last couple of years, but, um, yeah, I don't know if it's hit her yet. Like, I don't know if it's fully processed in her brain and, and maybe cause she's been thinking about this for a couple of years. Like it's not as emotional, like, okay, like it just happened to be, I'm doing, like I'm retiring this year. Cause I think she, she wanted to do it last year. So um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, when it gets to, you know, end of June here and the school year officially ends in, on June 30th and, you know, she's done, right? Like, I'm mm-hmm. sure there'll be a lot of emotions at that point. When you've spent so many years at a place, you know, you, you can't help but to feel emotions, you yeah. know, for it. So, And like the grand scheme of things, 46 years, she's touched like thousands of people's lives like imagine having that type of pull yeah i hope they do something special for her like some sort of going away i don't know if you can do like a going away party or anything like that but like something sort of like a celebration of her career Mm because she has done so much there she should get a banner at every single (laughs) 
at the yeah. baseball they could place, name it, softball they could place, name it Darlene football. Matthew, they could name it Darlene Matthew Court, you know? I think that'd be a nice touch. Um, I agree. I mean, she is, you know, for all intents and purposes, Mrs. Westview or Miss Westview, whichever you want to use <clears throat> for the title there. She is that, you know? She's... Like I said, 46 years. Like Mrs. Topeka. Mrs. Topeka. Miss Emma Town. <laughs> so, uh, Darlene, congrats again on the retirement. Um, look forward to what you do in your future endeavors. I know she wants to spend time watching her grandson play at West Noble. Um, so, kudos to her, you know, for realizing she wants to. Now is the right time. And so, uh, congratulations, Darlene. Take a bow. Take a bow. You're not here to take a bow, but take a bow. Uh, I'm bowing. In the, in you can't meta, see me. Can't see me bowing. In the meta sense. But I'm bowing. Yeah, he did bow. That's uh, we got two uh, eyewitnesses to confirm that he bowed. Um, another athletic director that is retiring at the end of this year too, uh, which just became official Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Dave Harms at Northridge High School will be retiring as well. Uh, Dave is 64 years old. He took over in the 2007-08 school year. Uh, and very much like Darlene Matthew, they have had incredible success uh, in every sport across the board. You know, when he inherited Northridge in 07, they already had, you know, pretty good swimming and cross-country programs. Both, both genders were already pretty solid. As it is, the boys had cross country had won a state championship a few years prior, um, but those two programs have continued their great success. Uh, Twelve sectionals for girls cross country, eleven for boys swimming, ten for girls swimming, nine for boys cross country in those uh, fourteen seasons. So that's pretty impressive right there. But other sports too have found new success. The football team uh, reached a semi-state for the first time ever. Uh, girls basketball reached a semi-state for the first time ever in 2017. Wrestling had their first ever state champion, Connor Graber, in 2018, 182 pounds. Um, Ten individual state champions in that time. Uh, 89 sectionals, 26 regionals, one semi-state championship was cross-country girls in 08. Um, you know, these are programs, you know, at Northridge that had struggled for years and years, and now they have become you know, pretty solid contenders like Northridge girls basketball is always pretty solid. Football has become a pretty solid, consistent program after being, I mean, they had like four winning seasons in 35 years, you know, and then, right. and then since 2013, they've really ascended into being a pretty solid program, you know, along with boys basketball, finding some new success here in recent years and the baseball team, uh, winning a set couple sectionals. So, uh, the work that has happened in Harms's 14 years at Northridge is, is pretty impressive. I would agree with that. Like I was going to say what you were going to say. Sorry, I, I know I said I, I kind of rambled a little bit there. <laughs> that but. Was a, now there's nothing to say. Um, no, but um, <laughs> yeah, like you said, obviously I've been around for a short period of time, but the Northridge sports that I have covered, obviously boys and girls basketball both had really great seasons this year. Girls tennis is really good from early on to begin this season. Baseball and softball are very familiar with that, and they've both been very good in the early parts of the season. So, yeah, overall, and then you look at the accolades, like you said, you know, 89 sectionals, 26 regionals, semi-state, 10 individual championships. That's a lot of accolades in just a 14-year span. So that guy's really – Dave – that guy. I'll call him <laughs> Dave Harms. He's really, he's really done a great job at uh, yeah. 
building Northridge Athletics into what it is, and then to have a to have a hand on what's happened at the athletic complex, the right. brand new athletic complex that they have, sparkling, really amazing for high school. Mm-hmm. Both the baseball and softball fields are great. The football field with the new artificial turf looks great because you were saying before that they had natural grass <laughs> and, that, and that it wasn't that great. Ooh, their football field before their new one man was a disaster. Uh, pretty pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I, you kind of took what I was going to say next, so thank you for Good. returning the favor there. <laughs> that's uh, what you get. <laughs> that complex that they built, you know, that's probably going to be one of his, you know, lasting legacies or defining marks, you know, of his time there was getting that kick-started. You know, we were both out there Saturday at the baseball and softball complexes. They're just gorgeous with artificial turf, um, you know, huge. It looks like almost like a minor league baseball park. You know, their baseball one is like, it, the field dimensions feel like a minor league park. It's huge. Um, a lot of foul territory. A lot of foul territory. Um, and the football field is nice, and the track around it is really nice. Uh, I was talking to Dave on Monday, and he said, you know, you stand at the top of the football press box, and you can look around and see the whole thing, and it, you just have the, you know, oh, wow moment. Like, this is really cool. Like, there's a wow factor seeing that. He's like uh, Travis Scott. He gets oh. those goosebumps every time. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. He he said, uh, as an athletic director, this is what you dream of, you know, being able to build a facility like this. Um, and, you know, they're set up for years. You know, they're going to be hosting the baseball and the softball sectionals this year, and they're doing uh, tennis this year as well, sectional. Like, they are, they are set. You know, like, those complexes are really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, kudos to Dave, and he's always been great to me. Uh, I've always had good interactions with him. Uh, you know, he's a Cardinals fan, so it, you know that's can't, tough. You can't win everything, right? You know, you you know he's been great in some areas, others. You know, St. Louis Cardinals, not so much. But Cardinals are doing better than the Cubs right now. Dude, everyone's doing better than the Cubs right now. Get off <laughs> me, okay? Um, anyway. Uh, that was so uncalled for. That was almost as uncalled for as your wrestling comment last week, bro. What's funny about that Travis Scott reference? Zero people are going to understand that on this that's fine. <laughs> that listen that's to fine. this. That's fine. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, you understand it. So, so yeah, congratulations again to Dave. Uh, yeah, tremendous run at Northridge. Uh, tremendous career, too. He was a football uh, and golf coach and wrestling coach at various colleges uh, for decades. Uh, worked at you know Valparaiso for a couple of years, Manchester University. Uh, worked in Missouri a little bit. Worked in Iowa a little bit. Um, but Northridge was his longest professional stint uh, of his life. So 14, 14 school years. So, or 13 school, they're doing 14 school years. So, you know, kudos to him. And he said Middlebury's become like a second home, you know, for him here, his new home. You know, he's like, I will always be home, home, right? But Northridge mm-hmm. is, Middlebury is his new home. So um, it's pretty cool, you know? It's always cool when you find a spot like that and you want to stay there for a long time. and Gets to go with Essen House all the time. <laughs> he joked that that was pretty much the only thing he knew about Middlebury before he came here was Essen House. And he had a football player that he recruited, uh, Jordan Weldy, who actually is a Goshen High School football assistant coach. So he, coached, he recruited him to play with him for him at Manchester, I think he said. So he knew that and Essen House about Middlebury, and that was it when he got the Northridge job. So... I can understand why he knew about Essen House, because let me tell you, <laughs> pretty fire food. Evan had his first Essen House experience uh, over the past weekend. That chicken. 
fried chicken, wow. man. That's what you go for. So anyway, a lot of people retiring. Uh, I am not retiring, just for the record. Uh, Evan, I don't think you're retiring either. Little, Unless you have an announcement you want to make. A little too young for that. I don't believe Sheila's retiring yet. Um, so as long as we're all here, the podcast will keep kicking, right? Um, like you mentioned earlier in the podcast, we didn't have as much going on last week. All of our coverage area teams went on spring break. So we had a little bit of action on Saturday and then some action on Monday, your birthday. Um, and uh, Isaac Roberts from Northwood threw a no-hitter. How about that? Yes. 12 nothing. Beat West Noble. Yeah. And they've, uh, Northwood's really been showing out, especially on the base paths so far this season. Yeah, they have done incredible stuff so far. They've won, they're 3-0, and and in their three wins, they've scored uh, 12, 26, and 12 runs. So 50. Thank you. 50 runs. the math. Through three games. Did you count that already beforehand? What is that? That's Seven. 50 runs. I'm trying to think like an average of three. It's 17.3 <laughs> runs a game. <laughs> Something there like that. There we go. They're getting a runner on. They're getting a runner on first every game. They're scoring seventeen and getting one on first base. That counts as seventeen point three, right? Yeah. Okay. But like you said, 26, 26 of them on seventeen hits against Mishawaka Marion. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I think the best, the crazy stat from the Roberts no hitter is he did it on sixty six pitches. Now I know he only pitched five innings because they won twelve zero, so they run ruled him. But he had eleven strikeouts, three walks, and he only threw sixty six pitches. That's really efficient pitching right there like that's like a lot of three strike strikeouts like three pitch strikeouts I should say not three st- obviously every strikeouts three strikes but 66 pitches in five innings it's pretty you know n- normal I'm not trying to take away well from, I mean it's, a fi- I take think it's efficient I mean, I mean it's pretty efficient you know it's relatively and in high pretty, school I suppose it's different probably it's only 13 pitches an inning so less balls in high school is always good it's always impressive so. right Give it. Let me let me give a kid the shout out. Give man. the guy some slack. Let me bro. give a kid a shout cut, out, cut man. He just threw a no hitter. That's three baseball no hitters for our coverage area this year. The two ones between Goshen and Fairfield, obviously, to open the season, and now Isaac Roberts. So it's the year of the no hitter. You were at no hitter for softball on Saturday. Abby Hostetler against uh, Angola for Northridge. She threw another no hitter. Like she's thrown two. Yeah. So far this season, she's only given up one hit. One unearned run through her three appearances, 35 strikeouts. It's pretty good. Three walks. It's pretty good. She's, uh, you know, in a league of her own so far this season. But it should it should a, be interesting today because Penn's a pretty formidable what, opponent. Is that a play on the movie, A League of Their Own? No. Dang. I just, that just been came nice. to my head. That would have been really nice if you had thought about that one. When I was scrambling. That's about women's baseball players. So, say. like, softball is kind of similar. That would have been that, awesome. I have seen that movie, though. Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's yeah. good. There's no crying in baseball, man. Yep, it's a good movie. It's, it's a really good movie, yeah. Um, yeah, so we, uh, you know, spring sports, they started, you know, technically track could have done their first meets on, like, March 3rd, but no one was doing indoor track this year. So, really, the, the, the season of spring sports began officially March 22nd with contests. But I kind of lead this in to say, like, yes, we've had a couple weeks of official stuff, but this week is the unofficial, like, okay, spring sports has started. Here we go. Like, there are 24 local sporting events on our calendar, coverage area calendar today, you know, for Tuesday. And that's pretty much what it's going to look like every day except Sundays for the rest of the school year. So till the end of May, till till Memorial Day, basically, yeah. yeah. So, 
Um, it gets crazy and busy right now, uh, which is exciting. You know, it's exciting. There's a lot of things going on. It's a lot to keep track of, uh, which is tough. But, you know, this is the time of the year where you, you know, you get excited as a local sports reporter, I guess, because there's so much going on. You're, you know, putting the schedule together is tricky because it's like you want to get to everybody and you can get, there's like enough options to get to everybody, but are you going to have enough time to see everybody, you right. know, before postseason? And, you know, so it's tough, but it's, it's a fun, it's a fun seven, eight weeks here. And obviously we didn't have it last year. So it's kind of like a appreciation of like, I'd rather have this problem of trying to schedule this out than have the problem of what am I doing today? Cause there's nothing going on. Right. Like so, last year. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to earn our hours these next uh, seven seven weeks or so. Yeah. Six, we, seven weeks. To seven quote, weeks, to paraphrase weeks. John Rothstein, we sleep in June. Yeah. So, At least we do. <laughs> for us, we sleep in June. We, don't, we, don't, news, we, can't, sleep in, we can't sleep in May because we have to work all of May, but we'll sleep in June. Summer's going to be nice. Yes. Get a little downtime. Mm-hmm. Elkhart County Fair. Late July, maybe that's going to happen. Maybe we'll, we'll see. Hopefully they have the fair. I'm exci- I think they'll have the fair. At least in some capacity. Right. You got to think they'll do something, you know. All right. Uh, yeah, should be a good, interesting uh, seven weeks. Northridge baseball looks great. Northridge softball looks great. West Noble softball still undefeated. Yep. 4-0-1 after beating Northwood last night. Goshen uh, baseball and softball are both doing pretty well. Goshen baseball. Three and one and three and zero oh, yeah, respectively. Baseball. Unless I said that backwards. I think you did. Baseball three, three and zero. Oh. Because it's baseball three and one softball. Yep. Baseball starts up again uh, tonight, Tuesday night against Jimtown. Uh, softball plays Tuesday night here against Bethany Christian. Um, yeah, here we go, man. Like this is gonna be fun. I think. I think. I think. <laughs> I think. I don't know. It might not be fun, but I think it's Halfway fun. through this, when you're, like, exhausted, you'd be like, I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ask me first week of May if I'm having fun still. <laughs> so, we'll go from right. there. Uh, any any teams you want to give a shout-out to? Anything you, anyone you're keeping your eye on, Nor, uh, Evan, in terms of uh, baseball, softball, track, tennis, whatever? Uh, the one, well, we kind of talked about all the other ones that I wrote down. But uh, Concord Baseball, you yeah. give them a nice shout-out. 2-0. They're two and zero. Greg Hughes. He's uh. It's early, obviously, but you know from what Concord has been in the past, two and two and zero is a good start. Um, they've outscored their opponents twenty nine to one so far. Sufficient. Which is good, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, well, actually, it's twenty nine to two because oh, wow. it was it was eleven to one and eighteen to one. They beat Elkhart Christian eighteen to one. Lakeland eleven to one. So this is why I have to edit your all your stuff all the time because just say blatant errors apparently like that so that wasn't that wasn't that it was not blatant it wasn't okay. that blatant you know I'm one kidding. run I'm not, you know. yeah, it wasn't blatant. but I fixed it too they've already had their total win total from 20 and 19 so so I think there's a good chance they're gonna win more than two <laughs> knock games knock on wood right <laughs> so uh yeah yeah Concord Baseball man let's see what they can do you know they got Bethany Christian on Thursday um they're playing St. 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 Joseph ten, on Tuesday night here so you know, they got a couple games here. Then conference, NLC baseball and softball begin the week of the 19th. NECC baseball and softball conference games begin this week. So, you, you see a lot of conference games starting up. So, it's going to be interesting to keep track of all of them and then go from there. So, yes. So. Agreed. Good ending. Good ending <laughs> to the conversation. Uh, all right. Let's do a couple of quick uh, national sports notes. Um, the Masters was this past weekend. Hideki Matsuyama wins the Masters. He's the first Japanese-born Masters champion. 
Uh, he won with an 11 under uh, for the total round, one by one shot. Uh, he was pretty much winning by, he was leading by five shots with like seven holes to go, and he almost gave it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he held on. Uh, Xander Shoffley was one of the challengers, and I, I just wrote down he had, an, a crazy, he had a crazy day. He started at seven under on the day. He drops three shots in the first three holes he plays. So he's four under. So he's like nine shots back of Matsuyama. So it's like, oh, this guy's out of it, you know. Then all of a sudden, he, he makes a couple birdies to get back to six under. Then he rattles off four in a row on 12, 11, 13, 14, or like 13, yeah, or somewhere around there. Four straight birdies is my point here to get a 10 under. And he's only one shot back going into 16 with Matsuyama. And it's like, oh, my God, is Shoffley going to, like, make this insane comeback? And then he triple bogeys 16 because he puts the ball in the water, so he falls to minus seven. And he finishes tied for second. You know, or third. He only won by one shot. So It's um, tough when you come back like that and then, you know, you triple bogey whenever you have a right. when it's make or break hole. He had like two he had like a double bogey and a triple bogey on Sunday. If he literally just doesn't if he literally just pars those holes, he wins. You know? And that's obviously what he's gonna be thinking about for a while, but like Well it wouldn't have been as good of a story if he would have won. Now would it have been? I mean it still would have been a pretty cool story. Matsuyama. Matsuyama winning was cool. Justin Rose, man, that was kind of sad. He was, like, winning after the first two rounds and led halfway through day three and then just – he didn't really tank. He just stopped playing well. Does that make sense? Pretty sure that's how golf goes sometimes. Right. It's easy to do. So. He's the yeah. first – Matsuyama is the first Japanese player, man, to ever win a major championship, not just the Masters, right? I don't know I if read that's that, true or not. I read that somewhere. Because Y.E. Yang, I thought Y.E. Yang was from Japan when he beat Tiger yes. Woods in the U.S. Open. Well, I read that that was Asian. He's PGA second Asian. Oh, sorry. I'm not sure. I apologize for not looking up Y.E. Yang's nationality beforehand. But that was the first one that came to my mind. So I'm going to look up Y.E. Yang up. now. Look it up. Let's confirm. You, you talk about something, I'll look up Y.E. Yang. So. Okay, let's go through the Major League Baseball standings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Rays are 5-5. Five and five. I'll Oh, take Y.E. That. Yang's from South Korea, so Aha. he's not Japanese. There we go. There it there, is. Who cares about the Rays? Now you need to fact Our check. Rays. Yeah, I, that, that's a fact check. You fact checked me. Okay, we're even. <laughs> um, anyway, that's what's going on at Augusta. So, I don't know if you saw those funny videos of the guy giving the updates from Augusta. Did you watch the link I sent you about the guy going through the updates at Augusta? He no. was getting really hyped about the updates at Augusta. He's like, Justin Rose is seven under. <laughs> wow. I'd have to watch it now. It's very entertaining. I'll watch it after you. All right. A couple more quick shout-outs. Uh, Goshen College Men's Cross Country, 22nd of the nation at the championships last week. Nelson Kemboy, All-American as a freshman. So congratulations to Nelson on that achievement. Suzette Rodriguez and Jacob Gerber were both named the Field Athletes of the Week for the Crossroads League as well from Goshen College. Both of them Goshen High School grads as well. Um, Rodriguez got the fifth in the hammer throw at the Indiana Tech invite. Uh, and Gerber, he uh, won the hammer throw event that he was at. He set a school record 196 feet 4 inches on the hammer throw. He has the second best throwing distance in the NAIA right now. So this guy might contend... For his own NAI for an individual championship. championship. Yeah. yeah. It's a good dude. Must good be for him. a strong guy. 
to be able to throw to throw, to throw anything 200 feet is yeah. pretty impressive like <laughs> i don't know i don't care what it is so um yeah quick shout out to them and then quick shout out notre dame baseball top 10 team all of a sudden you were there on friday for the miraculous rally against georgia tech omaha bound omaha bound <laughs> maybe yeah they took two out of three from the yellow jackets and they're in the top 10 now so they're doing really well and like you said i mean the game i went to they're down seven nothing you know in the fourth inning end up winning the game 10-9 so mm-hmm. just goes to show the type of team they are type of resilience they have link jarrett spoke a lot about his team's mental toughness <laughs> after the game he said that he hadn't really ever been in that type of game before to where, you know, the team fights back like that, being down. And he said this is one of the toughest teams mentally, not only physically but mentally he's been around, he's coached. So mm-hmm. they, have a, they have a really good shot to be there at the end, do some damage in the postseason. Yeah, so. that'd be kind of cool. It's going to be kind of interesting to follow them. We really won't be able to cover them the rest of the years because the high school scene gets a little busy uh, now. But – It'd be interesting to follow how they do. Um, they they've got a chance to. They definitely got a chance to go to Omaha. Like that's definitely in the possibility realm of possibility at this point. You know, I agree. So they could win the ACC at this point. They're you're right. They're playing that well. Right. So ACC is probably the second best baseball conference behind the SEC. I would say this year at least. Just means more. <laughs> Just means more. Uh, well, the SEC has five teams in the top six, so. Yeah, can't beat that. Yeah, it's really tough to beat that as the best overall baseball conference. No Missouri, unfortunately. Um, that's fine. Yeah, pretty much every baseball team in the SEC is halfway decent. Yeah. And then there's Missouri, right? Thank you. <laughs> well, that's another edition of the uh, Goshen News Sports Podcast. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up again quickly after you insulted me for the second straight week to end the show. So I really appreciate Go that. Tigers. Yeah, Florida was supposed to be the best team ever this year, and now they're like, what, 28th? So that's cool. I mean, Look at all these pro prospects Florida has. They're going to like dominate the whole world. Look at all these pro prospects. No, I mean, yeah, I would agree with you. They're not the best team in the SEC. They're like fifth or sixth right now. But, you know, baseball is a weird sport. But could come on. They're still in a good position. They're like 21 and 11. It's not bad. Mm. So I thought they were supposed to be 32 and 0 by now, bro. I thought they were like the best team ever. Yeah. Well, or was that supposed to be last year? It's kind of hard to win all your games in baseball. Was it supposed to be last year they were the best team ever? Yeah, they started like 17-1 before COVID. Yep. It's tough. Anyway, this is the Florida Baseball Podcast. Thank you for everyone for uh, listening this week. And uh, we'll be back next week, I'm sure, with the actual Goshen News Sports Podcast uh, talking about all the high school happenings. we got a busy week. Um, You'll be covering a game in Fort Wayne at Parkview Field later this week, so we'll talk about that probably a little bit. Uh, Golf gets going on the weekend with a lot of invites, and uh, it should be a fun fun week of uh, high school sports and we will talk all about it this time next week thank you all for tuning in we'll be chatting with you all next week